Douglas K in the house. I mean closet. In his room. You're not in a room. You're in a closet. Uh, You're in a room. I I was singing about you. You were singing about me, and I was singing about you. Sing it again. Let me hear. (laughs) Oh, I I was just singing along with you. It was kind of like a choral, but we were doing... Was it like a Taking Back Sunday thing to where we're going back and forth singing different things? At the same... But we were doing it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be uh, interesting to listen to that whenever you layer these up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Caleb, we're we're back again. It's another Wednesday. I'm back in the closet. Yep. Um You got out of the, you've been out of the closet all week long and then for some reason talking to me just makes you want to crawl back in there for some reason, which I'm okay with, baby girl. <laughs> um <laughs> I, uh, you're, you're hungover. I am hungover. Uh, I shotgunned, I shotgunned two beers over my sink like a fucking almost 30 year old in the middle of the day on a Wednesday. Let me ask you, well, it, yeah, we should do that. Uh, the last episode that we recorded, and once again, we should probably stop making reference to chronologically when these things do or do yeah. not come out. But I, let's say this yeah. I know that you enjoy shotgunning beers, and I want to ask you see, I prefer to just pour a beer into a glass and then chug it. Rather than shotgunning a beer, what to you is the appeal of shotgunning a beer? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there actually is any appeal. Like the only reason I did it this time, and I did it when we recorded with Mikey. Yes, yes. And it was literally just because I had to drink beer fast. Well, see, when I drink <laughs> beer fast, I can do it even faster, and it's less foamy. I pour it into full glass, let the foam go down, and then I just chug it. Yeah. Is there a reason you don't do that, or is it just a, a a remnant from your past? Maybe I'm just a fucking dirt person. <laughs> oh, I like that. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. It's my Joe Dirt tendencies. I like it. I like it. It may, it gives you an emotional response. It's like, here we go. I mean, baby. I guess it kind of does. Like, I don't really shotgun beers often, if ever. I think the last uh, time before doing it on the podcast, yeah. or I mean... Before the podcast, the last time I shotgunned a beer was with um, She Who Shall Not Be Named. Oh, Voldemorta. I'm glad we brought back Voldemort. You, yes, recurring character. Yes, the, the, She's part so of our mythology now. I, She's yeah, canon. The last time I shotgunned a beer was with Voldemorta uh, at her place um, in another state that's south of mine. I don't even want to fucking touch on where she lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a handful of states south there's of Kentucky. A few. There's a there's handful. There's a few. There's a handful. Uh, yeah, the last time I did it was with her and her friend, and I was like, this sucks. And then, like, I guess it's just, like, whenever I want to feel young. Yeah. You no, no, yeah. I dig that. It's, a, it's like a youthful... Yes. Yes. Yeah. The memory it, is tied it, to college parties and, or, like, you know, yeah, coming out of exactly. high school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I beer bonged a beer. Yeah. The only thing that confuses me is why you would shotgun or beer bong a beer instead of just taking a single shot. Because you get all the fizz, you get full quicker, it's harder to keep drinking. What are we doing here, guys? I mean, yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I've, I've seen a video on how you're supposed to drink beer, which is, you're, you're supposed to pour it into a glass. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it releases all the carbonation, so you don't get all full, and you don't get all burpy and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the reason you the reason you get full and burpy and puke foam up is because none of the carbonation's been released. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's really not a smart way to drink. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But as soon as you puncture a hole into the bottom of a can, you're like... This is the only way I have to drink this. Yeah. It becomes a, a sense of urgency. It's like... Yeah, like, you're like, this is the only way I can drink this, and if I don't... You can't drink- set it down for later, or it's going to be leaking out the sides. You have no. to handle See, it now. if I now. pour it into a glass, I'm just going to chill on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a chugger, you know I what dig. I'm saying? I Unless... Dig. I bust that hole into that can or pour it into a funnel. I see. So it's it's you it's utilitarian for you. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's efficient. Okay, it does its job. Uh, since we're talking about beer, this episode is brought to you by Coors Light, world's shittiest beer. PBR for life, bitches. Oh, that was a small step up from Coors Light up to PBR <laughs> in both price point and quality. <laughs> Uh, I, I do prefer the taste of a PBR. I'll say that, but uh. that's the thing. I prefer the taste of PBR. I'm, yeah, uh, you know, the, it might be a shitty beer, and a lot of people will disagree with me, but I think it's good. I think it's great. I could just talk about PBR being good for hours. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you a little story. I went to um, a going away party for a friend from work a couple of nights ago, and that's. Uh, Tangentially, like uh, parenthetically related to me being hungover, I figured as much. Yeah, uh, but uh, anyhow, so okay, here we go. So I went to this party. My dude, who was holding the party for this dude, who is it was his last night at work. He's 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 getting ready to move to Florida from Minnesota for a girl. That's a big like. I'm not, okay. I'm not touching that. Like that's a. I hope that his works. Business out. another another time, but we can talk about it afterwards. No, we can. Yeah, it's. But anyway, the the point the point of the story is that's an that's an off air conversation. Okay, okay, okay. So the point of the story is I was walking back home um, with my Google Maps. Dude only lives like an, uh, a mile away from me. It's only like a twenty minute walk. My Google Maps told me to walk down. I suppose it's technically a freeway, but it doesn't have on ramps. It doesn't have off ramps. Bro, I I have a, I. Sorry, I have a I have a Google Maps story as well. Okay, we'll get there. On. We'll get there. So yeah, I'm Google yeah, Maps sorry. on my way home. It's a short walk. I'm walking. I I didn't even think about it. Like a high the officer. Well, yeah, there's a police officer involved in the story. He told me that it was a highway. In my mind, it's it, it's like it is like the main road going down right in front of my house. There's no on ramps onto it. It's not like. An interstate. It's not a highway, but he said it was a freeway, whatever. And walking home, I have like a, a big ass bottle of liquor in my hand without a cap. I couldn't find the cap for it. it without a cap. I'm just walking. <laughs> I'm just walking, bro. He skirts up in front of me. He says, What are you doing? I said, I'm walking home. I got my Google Maps out. I'm trying to get back home. You know, not trying to drink and drive. Where are you coming from? Here's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, okay, well, you're not under arrest, but I'm going to put you in the back of my cop car, and I'm going to run your license and make sure you don't got any warrants. I said, okay, cool, cool, cool. He did that. You know, I'm clean, whatever. And then and then he looks, exactly. he looks back at me, and he goes, uh, well, yeah, you're, you know, you don't have any 
you know, you, you don't have any warrants or anything, you're clean, where are you going? I said, I literally live a three-minute walk from where we are right now. I was almost home. And so he goes, all right, man, I'm just going to give you a ride home. He taxied me. He, gave, he taxied me home. I'm sitting in the back of this cop car with an open bottle of liquor in my lap. He gave me a ride home. He never even brought up the liquor, and he just dropped me off at home, bro. What? Two two words for you. White privilege? Can you guess them? Boom! Yeah, white privilege. Yes. You motherfucker. Uh, yeah, white privilege for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Google Maps walking is easily one of the worst services. They gotta work on that. They gotta work uh, well, on that. Well, it's not, it's not one of the worst. It's just, it has its moments where it really fucks up because it takes you the shortest route. So, one time I right. was in Denver. One time I was in Denver and I was staying at this hotel. Um... That was right by a, cha- a train station. That a train station that was you know two and a half miles away. Yeah. Um, it uh, the Google Maps told me it'd be like a thirty minute walk. I was like, all right, cool. You know that's not bad. Yeah. I went to the uh, I went to the the front desk of the hotel. I was like, how far is the walk? After I'd looked at Google Maps, and they were like, it's pretty far. Um, you might want to catch a bus. Right. And I was like, I was like, nah, it'll be cool. I'll just walk. And uh, so I start walking, and um, this thing took me behind this like uh, industrial park area where it's just sketchy as shit. And basically, what what Google Maps wanted me to do, like it it took me to the back part of the. Uh, to the of the train tracks. What? Basically what Go- basically what Google Maps wanted me to do was hop a fence. Oh, Jesus. Walk across the train tracks. What the fuck? Hop another fence oh, God. and then get on the platform. What? Yeah. Google Maps were coming after you. It took me around the back way and then I had to backtrack and then walk for another like 45 minutes. Oh my god, man. Ugh. I had to like cross this freeway. At this like this free this bridge on this freeway or whatever, and then fucking walk like another two miles down this road to get to the train. Dude, it was miserable. I was just like, "Fuck uh, you, Google Maps!" Yeah. Like you could have made, you could have at least told me the the proper way, and then I would have been like, eh, "You know, I'll just catch an Uber ride to the train right, station, right, right. or give me an alternate like, route been... that takes a little bit longer, that's a little bit safer." Yeah, but not hopping a fence, crossing a train track, and then hopping another fence to illegally get on the platform. Fuck, they could get sued <laughs> like for that. I, I know, like, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't, like, the way it wanted me to get in, like, I wouldn't have even had to pay for a ticket, and I'm just like, alright, Google Maps. But anyways, that's enough of Google Maps. Well, actually, it's not quite enough, because I have to let you know, Google Maps... Um, they reached out to me here recently on Twitter and they said that they want to sponsor the show. And I said, oh. fuck you. You've fucked me and dug up too many times with your walking directions. Get out. So we lost our first sponsor. I personally think that was a bad choice because we, we desperately need money. Oh. So oh. if you're listening to us, give us your money. Give us your money on fucking... What is it? Patreon. Patreon. Give us your money on Patreon. However, I agree with your decision, even though I was not consulted. But Google Maps. <laughs> I appreciate your undying support, which makes me feel a little <laughs> bit bad about the next thing I have to bring up with you. 
Is it the fucking terrible show that we watched? No, it's not. This I'm, I'm still putting off getting to that because it was so terrible. And we're not at the 20-minute mark yet. Uh. <laughs> and that's when we usually start focusing on the podcast itself. All right. Let me, let me hear this seven minutes worth of shit. Well, I mean, it's really weird because I did receive a random-ass text, unprovoked, out of the blue, out of the clear blue sky. And this was also from our friend Cameron Del Rosario. Um... I just wanted to... I'm sure... Imme- I know the last one was a little... I was kind of being a little bit of an asshole, a little bit jabbing at you. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... I mean, you can go on, but I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna react <laughs> again. But I know for a fact this one is a real, true story about your past. You know what? Another one. This is a history of Doug 102. I'm just gonna go ahead and name it like a segment, but I'm still doing the bit where I say it's not a segment. So... This is what Cam said to me. I I can only imagine what fucking lies that he's been spewing about me this time. Well, they weren't lies. This is this is historically documented. Um, oh, is it? Okay. Well, let's hear it then. I'm I'm po- I'm so positive you're going to remember this immediately. This is so pulled from the pages of your life, baby. So he said he said this. One time, I took Doug to a wrestling show. However, it wasn't just any wrestling show, it was a Lucha Libre show. If you aren't familiar, Lucha Libre is a type of wrestling that originated in Mexico, and the majority of the performers wear masks. One, once we were in the venue, Doug realized that it wasn't just a wrestling show, but a Lucha Libre, and he became enraged and turned beet red. I asked Doug why his mood turned so sour, and he replied, quote... I didn't know you were taking me to a show where potential illegals can cross the border and hide from our American people under their masks. He then walked to the Walgreens down the street, bought poster boards and Sharpies, and made signs that said, Build the Wall, and chanted it repeatedly outside with about three other people in the world's worst impromptu Trump rally. What's your take on this side of the? What's your side of the story here? What? Give me your side. How did it really go down that night when you bought all those I've sharpies? I've got four and- words to say to you, Caleb. Okay. Make America great again. Whoa! Oh, that's it. That's all I have to say. Make okay. America great. Build that wall. Yeah. Oh, okay. We Let's move just on. lost so many listeners. <laughs> like, I think we gained a lot. The ones that we don't want, though. An incredible amount of... Li- we lost the listeners that we want. Yes. Alright, now that this is the second time we've done this, and I understand that this is a bit... Mm-hmm. Did Cameron actually text you that, or did you make that up? No, he really did. He really did. He, okay. Yeah. Okay. Him and I have gone to wrestling matches before. I was like, the where, where it started, I was like... Yeah. Okay. It, it always it always starts on a factual point. I love that about Cam. It always starts factual. He draws and you then in. slowly, slowly gets less factual. Yes. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I've been to wrestling shows with Cameron. Yes, I've never seen a Lucha Libre show, and my computer is not on mute because I'm not a professional. Apparently, I couldn't hear anything. Um. Oh, cool. Well, it, it bing bonged. It'll probably. I'll probably hear it on, Show on, up your, on my end. Yeah, on your end. Yeah, on my end of the thing. Yeah. But uh yeah, Cameron, if Cameron, if you're listening to this, 
fuck yourself. Quit s- slandering my name. Cameron, he Fucker. loves it, and I love it even more, so please do not stop. Hey. Let's talk about this fucking show. Okay, let's do let's, it. Let's get this done with. This show sucked a bag of dicks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. In- intro this shit so people know what we're talking okay. about. Okay. Welcome to Blind Pilots. The episode that you're about to hear contains spoilers for the Showtime original series, Fat Actress. If you'd like, you can go ahead and go to Showtime and uh, stream the pilot episode of Fat Actress. Otherwise, be prepared for some spoilers, and actually, if you do listen to it, be prepared to uh, consult a therapist about the emotional uh, and psychological uh, negative repercussions that you're going to experience. I just want to add to that that if you're listening to this and you feel like for whatever reason you need to watch this show, it's also available on Hulu. Oh, I didn't know. Um, yeah, Hulu has a Hulu has like a Showtime add-on. Oh, you know what I'm oh right, yeah, so yeah. You can, I think it has an HBO and a Stars you gotta add-on pay, as well. It's like so a little upcharge, like, though, right? Yeah, you got to pay a little bit more. Yeah. So if you do have that, uh, you can watch this on Hulu. Yeah. Let's say this, Doug. Yeah, we're um, this is the first Showtime show that we landed on, dude. Yes, this is something that we need to mention. Yeah. We've gone, we've recorded what eleven episodes. That we've recorded, so far. yeah. That doesn't this is number this this will be number twelve sequentially that we've done. I don't really know where this is going to come out. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be around there. Um, and it took us twelve weeks to get to. To pull a Showtime. Now think about so. that because Doug and I were both rooting for Showtime. We have two of the six randomly generated numbers that would lead us to Showtime potentially. We have the the dealer's choice potentially, yes, yeah. and then we have the Showtime specific uh, number that's correlated with that that streaming service. Yep. And so that's a that's a thirty three point three repeating. That's a one in third chance. And we've gone this far without hitting it. Like that is very is improbable. Wild. That's improbable. To be fair, though, you pulled the dealer's choice and you went Netflix. I think that's true. That's true. So that is true. So I messed up all the <laughs> statistics. Shoulder shrug. Shoulder shrug. Yeah. Um, if you can't tell, I'm a little bit drunk, and it's tight. It's tight. It's tight. Um. <sighs> Fuck! What do I say about this show? Uh, All right, I'll just I'll do a I'll do a quick synopsis like I always do. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna Doug. Usually your synopsis. I'm just sitting back, being like, yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be. I'm not going to interrupt, but I'm gonna be biting my tongue the whole time to not interject things in here because yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Take it away, baby. I'm gonna wrap it up real quick because there's not a lot of fucking depth to this please, show. Please, please do. So, so, fat actress, Showtime original, stars Christy Alley playing herself. Is it Kirsty or um, Christy? Kirsty. It's K R I S T I. Kirsty. Kirsty. Kirsty Alley. Kirsty, okay. Kirsty Alley. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care. This is the thing. I don't, I don't care. care about I don't care. her. I don't, I don't care. care how to say her name. I don't care about her as a person. Yeah. Honestly, she could just fade away from existence, and I would be the same person. Yes. Yeah. Um. Would not affect my life. Kirstie Alley, Kirstie Alley, however the fuck you want to say her name, whatever. Um. So it stars Kirstie Alley, 
Kirstie Alley. I don't know. I'm just going to say Kirstie. Um, because that seems to be what wants to come out of my mouth. So it's Kirstie Alley as herself. She's fat. Uh. As the fucking name of the show implies. It's before she lost all the weight, uh, through Jenny Craig. Um, I said I wouldn't interrupt, but I feel like I have to say, um, (laughs) Hollywood fat is not human fat. Like, they're different things. Yeah. She does not, I would not call her fat. I would call her thick. Thick. I'll call her yeah, thick. I mean, well, I I think it's I think it's different because this was shot in two thousand five or two thousand four, and uh, we li- we're currently living in twenty eighteen, and yeah. societal norms have changed a little bit Truth. with how we view women, which is awesome. Yeah. Do you like BBWs? I mean, yeah, I've been known to date some thick chicks. It's I'll, all good. I, it's I got a th- I got a thing for thick chicks. I mean, I, I mean, I, I have, I guess, I have a thing for. I, I, I try to appreciate all women for what they are. You know what I'm saying, like in a non-sexual way. But, um, anyways, so Kirstie Alley is, uh, she's out of work and all this kind of shit. And the only thing that she's being offered is a, uh, is a spot with Jenny Craig to be their um, spokesmodel, which you know obviously is real life. Uh, and this first episode is her trying to get back onto TV, but the, like, side plot, second plot, I don't know what you want to call it, because, like, the main plot is, like, her trying to get back on TV, but the, like, second plot is her trying to get fucked, like, just yeah, to she's feel horny. better about herself. She's, yeah, she's horny. horny. She wants to feel better about herself, so it? she's, yeah, so she's trying to fuck, uh, and the only... It gets really racial and kind of stereotypical and, and really uncomfortable. Uncomfortably point, racial. It does. Yeah, uh, and she, her, and her assistant and her uh, stylist are like, "Fuck a black guy." Mm-hmm. Black dudes love thick white chicks. Right, right. Uh, and honestly, there's not even much more to the episode past that. It's no, uh That's about it. It's a. It's her quest to like get on TV and then. She meets this black dude who works at the fucking, um, at the studio, and they get it on, but they don't fuck. Yeah, he's a network executive. Yeah, he's like, I think he, I think he's head of development, development. or something like yep. that. Yes, sir. Alright, that's a rundown, that's a very brief synopsis of this 33-minute episode. Yeah. I will be 100% honest with you, Caleb. Yeah. And everyone listening. This is the first time watching a 30-minute show that I had to take a break. I did, too. I did, too. I had to go smoke a cigarette or a halfie. I I literally, to get through it, I started doing chores around my house. I did my dishes. Wow. I was cleaning while I was, like, listening to this. This show, it makes so much sense as to why it only went one season. Oh, duh. Dude. Dude. This show is just not good. Can we, let's let's break it down. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Let's yeah, yeah. talk about different parts of it. I have a lot of thoughts, so, man. I have a lot. I of have thoughts. a lot of thoughts too. Yeah. Let's start from the top and yes. then work our way to the end. Also, the first thing that I noticed uh, aesthetically and stylistically was that they are very mm-hmm. much leaning into the Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, like the visuals and the handheld cam. There were obviously improvised scenes, but what bothered me was they would it's go... actually f- mostly scripted. Well, yeah, they would go from improvised dialogue to scripted dialogue. 
Mm-hmm. And so th- that yeah. inconsistency just really bugged me as as a TV fan, and mm-hmm. it was so fucking obvious when it when there were improvised exchanges and scripted exchanges. It was just like a, a break yeah. of a break of format, a break of form. And um, I did see a review that called it Showtime's Curb Your Enthusiasm without so many f words, and I was like, who the fuck wants that? Uh, I guess I, I agree with like. 10% of that rundown, but the rest of it is like, how could you even... No, it's not... I, it's, it's not curved. It's bad. It's not curved. But anyway, like, moving away from the stylistic stuff, because yes, I mean, it is um, problematic. Yeah, yeah. Is that a good word for it? Yes, absolutely, yeah. I did like the opening scene with John Travolta because of... John Travolta. I think I l- let me say. Hey, I know I, you're very upset. You just put your hand in your or your face in your hands. But I'll I say, did. John. Look, okay. I, l- let me set it up because I think John Travolta is a much better, um, much more kind of instinctually talented improviser than uh, Kirstie. Alley and and I, I everything she said was so for like that scene was improvised that scene was that opening was improvised just because how they, they were interrupting each other they were like uh, stuttering that's here not and even there. the opening though that's not even the opening there's like fucking five six minutes seven minutes of preamble before that shit yeah but that's the first uh, that's the first like scene that has anything to do with where the story is about to be heading I guess. I mean, not even real. Not no, okay, man. Tell it, me. Starts at, it starts at the very beginning. I mean, the whole thing is about her weight, and the very first shot is her stepping on the fucking scale and breaking down. But I just want to note that first off, she's already like she already weighs a lot. You know what I'm saying? So like the number's already going to be higher, right? Right. Fair. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Yeah. Why? She weighs a lot. F- I'll say this: she weighs a lot no, for no, no, no. for on. a Hollywood actress. Yeah, yeah, but but time out on that. You okay, know, okay, uh, okay. If you're fat, I'm fat. I got I got some weight on me. Yeah, I got I, some weight. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. But if you want to see lower numbers, you are not gonna get on that scale in all of your clothes and UGG boots. Hey, did you see that? that? Who the fuck does that shit? You're on no, Showtime, you're right. man. I understand she probably doesn't want to get naked for the camera, shit, but. No one, nobody is weighing themselves wearing all those clothes and UGG boots. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to make you feel any better. You know what I'm saying? You may as well add fucking 10 pounds after you get off the scale. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, that's true. That's true. The whole, yeah, the premise of her being obese felt so forced. Like, okay. Well, of course it is. Of course you could lose a couple pounds, but I feel like, okay, okay, okay. This is kind of nuanced, and I may be totally wrong, but it felt to me like she was... Her motivation in titling the show Fat Actress and in playing into every other fucking joke about her being obese was so forced because there are plenty of women who are more... I don't even like the word obese. Who are more big and beautiful than her who I am way more attracted to personality wise even physically and she's I okay this is what I wrote this down I did take some notes 
I wrote down, of course, like I said, Hollywood fat is not fat. <laughs> whoa, 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 time out. You fucking took notes on I, this piece I did. of shit? I did, Doug. Oh, my God. That's why I, I let you know about at that. Least, at least someone took notes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So maybe now I'm the organized one. How do you feel about that? No. Uh, I would, at least on this episode. Yeah. It's fuck. a very, it's a rarity. But, uh, okay, so I just feel like this show, the whole time... Kirstie Alley is just screaming, I think I'm fat, but you know I'm not. And... I've, well, I felt like she was just looking for people to tell her that she's not yes, fat. Yes, that's she what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I also feel like the whole show, she's screaming, here's my CV. Here's my resume. I worked with John Travolta. I've been in movies. Like, they I've tried to play... They, yeah, and cheers. They tried to play it up like that was a joke, like a self-deprecating joke, but honestly, she's just giving out her fucking her CV, her resume. And it was just like so obvious. Like I hate it when shows and movies are just so spelling shit out for me. Leave something for me to figure leave me a puzzle. Let me figure it out on my own. It seemed like she was using this show to be a launch pad to get like a network show. Yep. Yeah. You know I'm saying yeah. like mm-hmm. she, she, like you, you're saying that she's like shouting out her resume. She's like, hopefully people will watch this and they'll remember that I was in Cheers and that yep. I was in Star Trek and all this other shit. Yeah. Also, can we just like pause for a second? Sure. I have, I, I've known who Kirstie Alley is like my whole life because of the Jenny Craig shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I have never seen her in anything. Um, I have not seen one thing she's been in. You haven't seen any of her sitcoms? Dude, I've seen a couple seasons of Cheers. Cannot place her. I mean, to me, she's part of the zeitgeist. Like, to me... Well, yeah, definitely part of the zeitgeist, but that doesn't change the fact that I've literally... I've, I have looked at her, like, IMDB page. I've never... I have not seen one thing she's done. Not do one. Do you have that pulled no, up right no. now, by chance? Um, yeah, I do. What do you want to know? Just like her start in, maybe like start with her movies or a TV. I want to hear TV starting around like uh, maybe a third of the way, quarter of the way through her career. I, I know I don't recognize her early shit, but I'll I'll start I'll start it in two thousand with Veronica's Closet. Never even heard of that. Me neither. And that went on for three years. Uh, Ink, Toothless. Oh, okay. I have seen Toothless. It's a television movie where she's a fucking. The, the the tooth fairy or whatever I've seen that oh that one yes the, oh I forgot yeah. oh my god I forgot about that shit forgot all about that shit oh fuck glory days Salem witch trials Hollywood squares playing herself without a trace while I was gone fat actress uh king of queens where she, once again she uh, played yeah. herself king of queens yeah mm-hmm. the hills she played herself mm. uh Kirstie Alley's big life played herself dancing with the stars Baby sellers. What broke her? What brought her into... Probably Cheers, honestly. She was yeah. on Cheers for fucking six for years. Minute, she did 148 yeah. episodes on Cheers. Bunch of Golden Globes, People's Choice, Emmys. But she was also in Wrath of Khan, which I've, I haven't seen, but I, I know about it. Um, oh, here... Okay, there's one I have... There's one movie I have seen with her in it. It Takes Two. Oh, yeah. The Olsen Twins movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nevada, Destructing Harry, 
Uh, for richer or poor, the mad game, drop dead gorgeous, back by oh. midnight syrup, accidental love. I mean, it's literally just a fucking string of like nothing movies. It seems like. Uh, yeah. I mean, so the movies for richer or poor and drop dead gorgeous were she was nominated. Okay, uh, for Richard Poor, she was nominated for the Stinkers Bad Movie Award for Worst On-Screen Couple. Oh. And then for Drop Dead Gorgeous, she was nominated for the Stinkers Bad Movie Award for Worst Supporting Actress. Oh. This is That is lot. rough. Let's, let's get back into the plot, because this is... Yeah, we're just, like, devolving into Kirstie Alley, but I mean... I just, I don't get her. I don't get why she's so famous. Like, why she's a part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's really why I have a problem understanding why this exists. Yeah, I think she was a weird type of hot when she first hit the scene and started getting some breaks. But then, after that, it was just like, oh, her personality sucks. Oh, she can't improvise. She can act in a very pigeonholed typecast sort of a character and it was mm-hmm. like uh, maybe she got lucky with that but I'm not trying to hate on her but I'm trying to hate on her dude I don't I personally don't give a shit about hating on her I just I her her fucking her resume speaks for itself man she's not a good actress yeah like this show she's playing herself in this show it's it's a curb it's a curb attempt man so not good though it's the worst it's a curb your enthusiasm nightmare it's a fever dream it's a fever dream of curb your enthusiasm this show has me very worked up I'm just like I need to calm down because it's just not good yeah I don't understand why I don't understand why Showtime optioned it I don't understand why they signed on for a whole season like it just, it doesn't, none of it really adds up for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Caleb just broke out his tar, tarot card deck. I'm going to calm you down right now. Please do. It's up to you. For fuck's sake. I'm shuffling, and then I'm going to do this. And this, uh, this is not sleight of hand. Okay, here we go. Watch this. Tell me when to stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. Okay. This just, this shit just got weird. But that's what we're about here. Kayla's about to read my tarot cards right now, everybody. I think a tarot card is like an inkblot test. I don't believe there's any magic going on. I don't believe there's any uh, higher meaning going on here. But I want... I think that this is the best way for me to... For everyone listening, he's having to flip through an instruction manual before he can read this I just got this three days ago. So I'm, I'm trying to memorize all this shit. So, I haven't quite gotten there yet. So, here we go. You drew the King of Swords. Let me tell you about this. It's an active figure, and it means authority, overseeing, vigilance, spying, ooh, examination, and the qualities there, too. And then the kind of the, the negative side, the yin-yang uh, dynamic is more evil sides of these qualities. So, being in an unprepared state. Being in an unprepared state. We weren't ready for this, Doug. We weren't ready for this show. Tarot is bullshit. I'm going to burn these cards right now. To be fair, when we when we pulled this show, both of you, you and I both were like, uh, sh- should, we re- should we re-roll? 
both of you were like, should we should we pick a new show? Because I think we both knew off the bat that this was not going to be good. Well, that's the thing. We were so excited about the prospect of landing on Showtime. For the past two weeks, you're like, Showtime, let's, let's get a Showtime random, random drawing. And then it's just like, you, we got blue balls. I'm looking for something like Twin Peaks or American Gods. Hell or yeah. Or like Dexter or fucking oh boy. Um, oh boy. What's what's that one uh oh um United States of Terra and the, I that Oh shit. Exactly. So good. See, that's what I'm saying. Like Showtime has some good shit. We just happen to land on like the bottom of the barrel. Which makes sense cuz we only have to work our way up now. Yeah. Let's give a quick little uh self plug here kind of shout out and say Doug and I I th- I think this if you don't want to talk about this, we don't have to. But Doug and I have been discussing potentially doing some bonus content. And we've been, you know, the premise of the show is us kind of just stumbling upon random TV shows and having to review them. But we've been thinking about doing bonus shit to where we get to choose what we want to walk, talk about and what we want to focus on. And maybe choose our guests based on how interested they are in those topics. If you're into that, shoot us a tweet. We're on Instagram. We have an email, blindpilotspodcast at gmail. If you want that, let us know and we'll start doing it. Yeah, hit us up on Instagram or wherever, you know, people hit people up these days. But on that note, we're going to take a quick break with Blind Pilots. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. We're Blind Pilots. That was actually, every time we said we were going to take a break, it was a joke about us doing like an that infomercial. That was a real break. <laughs> that was a real, we need to calm down right now break. Yeah, that was a, that was very much a real break. <laughs> like, I just, I don't watch shitty TV very often, and I, I don't think I've ever watched a TV show that's made me as mad as this. Yeah. Like, it's... Can I throw you, no, go for it. Go, go, go. go can go, I throw go. you something that I did like, that I was shocked that I liked from the show? Oh, there were, a couple, there were a couple moments that I also enjoyed. Yeah, I liked... My favorite was uh, her assistant, who's, like, trying to take notes during the meeting, and he's trying to um, make lists of things they need to do in the future. He's obviously an improviser. He's obviously thinking on his toes... Um, and then, uh, also her hairdresser, I, I, I should have Googled it, but I don't do that, but I can't remember her name. Her, both of them look super familiar and I'm about to pull them up right now. Um, if there were a TV show in which they were the main characters and Kirstie was like in the background, in the peripheral, I would, I would keep watching that show. I don't want to give a spoil. I did give a spoil, but I would keep watching. So that her show. hairdresser is played by Rachel Harris, who's on New Girl. Yes, Rachel Harris. Yes, yes. She's in Marin. Um, and the good. She's on Good Wife and Reno and One, and she was on Sister Sister. She was in Curb. Yeah, she was in. Curb. She played that. Yeah, she played the yeah the same sex couple who's adopting a baby. And then her assistant is like played by someone else, fairly. Um, Okay, so her assistant has some decent spots on his resume. His name is um, Brian Callen. Is he an improviser? Can you see if he's been in any like UCB shows or anything, um, like Second City? He's a podcaster. Okay, he is. He is a. He was on Mad TV, so he does sketch comedy. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but I feel like both of them 
I really think most of their, if not all, of their lines were improvised and they were just playing off each other and being hilarious despite the fucking black hole of comedy that is Kirstie Alley. 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 Dude, I mean, she's, I mean, she's not a comedian, first off, but I mean, that, that is what it is. Uh, oh, but her assistant, he's been in Oz on HBO, he's been in Sex and the City, he's been in West Wing, Seventh Heaven, King of Queens, How I Met Your Mother, um, Entourage. He was hilarious, bro. He was so funny. When he goes into the bathroom with that black dude trying... Or they call him a brother. That made me uncomfortable. I kept saying, dude, that whole scene made me uncomfortable. That made me so fucking uncomfortable, bro. All of it. I mean, to from the point when they get there and they're sitting in the restaurant and then that woman is just like... So, it's racial on both sides. It's, it's very interestingly played because you have Kirstie Alley and her friends there who are literally just there to scout black cock. Like... That's all. That's all they're there to do. They're just not there. because she's into black cock, but because she thinks that's the only cock she can get because of racial stereotype that says that black dudes like big butts. Exactly. And then you have this this black woman uh, who also looked super familiar. She's from I Community. Could, community. Boom. There it is. I couldn't place it. Um, yes. She What's plays, her name in Community? She, she plays Shirley on Community. Shirley, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank uh, and she's sitting in the restaurant, and she's just like, I can't believe these, these fat white women coming in here and trying to steal our steal our men. And she's right. And yeah, she she, she fucking pegs her, you know, right away. Like, That's what's happening. Yep. But, but at the time, it was weird because there are just three people sitting in a restaurant. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, but she immediately is like, you know, these fucking fat white chicks always trying to steal our dudes. You know what I'm saying? I'm just mm-hmm. like, they're just people sitting in a restaurant. I mean, to be fair, she's right. You know what I'm saying? But it just, it was uncomfortable, man. And then, and then yeah. her like assistant following him into the bathroom, which I kind of like, I mean, obviously he was there to like chat him up kind of but the way he like stood next to him at the urinal it seemed like he was sent in there to inspect his dick i thought it was hilarious did you get that as well no did you get that i mean i think that was like the obvious visual gag but i thought it was hilarious that he just went along with it anyway yeah it's i just uh man there's just so much going on with this show so i mean past past the restaurant she finds out that she's uh got a well, the, the, like, lead guy at NBC is just like, yeah, we'll give her a meeting, but if she's fucking fat, we're, we're done with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we have nothing to do with this. Uh, so she goes to the meeting. And she's not that fat! And, uh, obviously she's still heavy, and then the, the president or whatever of NBC is just like, god damn it, she's still fucking fat. You know what I'm saying? It's very... It, it, it's very um uh, sizist. Uh, yeah, sizist, size shaming, whatever you want to call it, fat shaming. Yeah, which is interesting because if you had done that in 2018, she would not fly. No, 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 at all. I mean, you can just tell that there's been 13 years in between when the show came out and when we're watching it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It feels dated because of that. But when she goes into this meeting, there's this really fucking sexy-looking black dude who's, like, the head of development, and she's just like, yo, I want to fuck. 
Uh, so she calls him up. He comes over to the house, and then there's this really weird montage where he's just like feeding her food. That was kind of funny. I don't. It was absurd. No, it's just it was it was just weird. I, I don't know. I mean. Maybe if I didn't hate the fucking 20 minutes that led up to that, yeah, I probably could have gotten on, like, on board with it, but the fact that the 20 minutes leading up to that was just so shitty and awful. Yeah. To me, just, like, the premise of mixing food and sex is just, like, pretty fucking funny. <laughs> like, it's just an absurd kind of, I don't know, it's just funny to me. I mean, I, 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 get, I get the humor behind it. Like, I get why I should find it funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't. You know sure. what I'm saying? Okay. Especially, like, the part where he's, like, shoving that popsicle down her throat, and you yes, can see her yeah. eyes, like, pop, you know? She's just like, I'm not into this. Yes. The funniest part about the sex scene, or the almost sex scene that... The foreplay scene? that I, Or the part that I found to be funny was, like, she's, like, straddling him, and he keeps, like, slapping her ass... And it yes. keeps turning and on the, the lights. Instead of clap on, clap off lights, is slap on, slap off lights. Yeah, and he's slapping her ass to turn on the lights. She's fucking smacking his face to turn off the lights. Oh, let's also fucking touch on the racist overtones of when she saw his dick. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Like, this whole show was just like, this This. This particular episode, I don't, I don't know about the rest of the show. Don't want to watch it. No. Could it could be it could it could go up from here? Yeah, let's get into that because we, we've kind of integrated that in, from a segment into a discussion topic. Yeah. Um, I let me say this: I would keep watching the show if they shifted focus from the main character to her, uh, you know, her beauty consultant, her hairstylist, and her assistant. They were the funniest people in it. They can improvise. Yeah, sure. They they are experienced they're comics. They're actual comedians. They're, yes, they're comics. Like, that was... And they've been, like, you know, on Marin, on, uh, Curb, you know, Kirby Enthusiasm. Kirby, yeah, yeah. Like, I really respect those improvisers and actors, and I would, I would watch it again if it were shifted or even a spinoff. To where it's just primarily about those characters. I would probably watch this if it didn't star Kirstie Alley and it was not the premise that it is. So basically what I'm saying is I would watch this if it was a completely different show. Which I think that's what you're saying as well, honestly. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, yes. I think the the backhanded, ignorant... um, yeah, ignorant, fat shaming. Because do you think it's meant to be ignorant? No, I no, I think that the fat there is fat shaming in here, but it's ignorant because they don't think it's fat shaming. They're saying no, no, no. The main character's fat. She's not that fat. Well, I think she like wrote it. She created it. She came up with it. That's where I'm going. Is they're going to offend people who are much more obese by keep on saying I'm fat. I'm fat. I, well. Okay, if she's fat, then what am I as an even more obese person? You know, it's just yeah. offensive. At some point in the episode, she says she's like three hundo plus, and I'm like, no, you don't no, look three hundo. No, plus. she's not. That's yeah. a fucking lie. I was like, you don't look three hundo plus at all. That is a lie. No, 
She's not. No way. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Oh, Michael McDonald also plays her fucking agent or manager or whatever. Yeah, I hate his fake Southern accent. He's also on Mad TV. Yeah. Dude, did you hear his accent? No, I didn't pay attention to that shit. Uh, he had the <laughs> shittiest fucking southern accent I've ever heard. Did he really? Like, from, like, yeah. where? Like, Florida or, like, Georgia Southern? Well, that's the thing. It was just so non-regional. Oh, it was, it was just, just, like, like, like oh, a generic. South. Oh, yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even pay attention to it. He wasn't on screen enough for me to, like, pay attention to him, honestly. Like, oh, funny story. He was also on 7th Heaven. No, what? Who is he? Uh, he just did a few episodes. Some dude named Edward Jameson. Oh. Do you know what season or, like, we're about? No, he, it, it says he, like, did a few episodes over a few years. So, I, he was just, like, a reoccurring small role. Oh, word. Yeah. Although, he was in fucking 239 episodes of Mad TV. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn, he was on Mad TV for 10 years. Dude, I just, I don't, I don't, uh, and it sucks because, like, I want to say something good about this show. Yeah. I legitimately want to say something good about this show. I just can't. I don't think that there's any redeemable quality yeah. besides the fucking um, co-stars. And, yes, and co-stars that, it, stole the show. But I don't think that that's a redeemable quality. Right. You know what I'm saying? When your whole show is racist and stereotypical and fat shaming and and then the only good part of your show are the two fucking side actors who are barely on screen, that's that's not redeemable. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make up for yeah. all the shit. And the fat shaming is the fat shaming is a weird backhanded fat shaming to where she's like, I'm one of you. I'm fat. It's like, you're way less, like, I don't even know if you can claim, you're, you're husky, big boned, whatever, but like, being like, titling the show Fat Actress is, I think, insulting to people who are actually struggling with obesity. I agree. I agree with you. I, um, oh, I do, I did like the part, I thought it was funny whenever she called that quote-unquote nutrition specialist or whatever and she just starts telling her to be bulimic and yeah. but she's like don't use your hands we live in la you don't want to ruin that manicure get some like fancy chopsticks or a fucking pen and stuff it down your throat uh, but then i also liked the part where she was like uh, you also want to get some cigarettes. And then she, Kirstie Alley's like, oh, I, I just quit while she has a cigarette in her hand. And um, and then the, the nutrition specialist is like, no, 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 no. Not to smoke. To, to eat. Because cause tobacco will... Eating tobacco will burn holes. holes into your stomach. And you'll just be like shooting it out both ends. And I was like... Uh, that part I actually laughed at. Like, I laughed out loud at that. I was like, all right, cool. You know, but I once yeah. again, I think that was improv. Oh yeah, well, you know, her her talking on the phone sounded very scripted to me, just because she knew exactly all the clinical terms she was going to say and stuff. But I, I don't want to go into a rabbit hole on that one. Um, you don't want to go into a rabbit hole on that. On that, I'll go into rabbit holes other other places. On anything else, what, what rabbit yes. holes do you want to go down? Since um, we're talking about it. 
Uh, I'll say this show seems very desperate. This is a sad thing to say. It's not even a funny thing to say. It's like, she was like, what can I theme a show around? I need a new show. I got a little interest from Showtime. What can I theme a show around? Oh, I've gained a few pounds. Let's make a show about me gaining a few pounds. Oh, let's heighten that. Let's call it Fat Actress. You, you, if you want to do a show about Fat Actress, do it about, you know, Rebel or something. Yeah, I'm not hating on, I, you know. To be fair, though, this came out in 2005. I don't, I legitimately don't think that if you pitched this to anyone, I don't think it would get picked up anywhere. Truth. Yeah, yeah. This is 2005. I mean, to be fair, we're like five years out of the 90s, but 90s mentality is still rolling strong. Homophobia is still big. Fat shaming people is still big. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's no homophobia in this, but it definitely existed within the 90s and the early 2000s. It's not like 2018. Like, we're not all super fucking progressive you know what yeah I'm saying? and and you know racial stereotypes and lgbtq stereotypes are just a stone throws away from each other i feel like too but i think the thing about it is is like this isn't just about her is it this isn't like a positive portrayal of her being fat like if if i don't i don't fucking like amy schumer but if she did it it would be like a positive lifting up right. thing whereas yep. this 100% self-deprecation. Yeah, but at the same time, she's always thrown in there, but I've been in movies with John Travolta, but I've been offered all this, this, Yeah, and but, this. like, it opens up with, it. Op- like, to go back to the opening, it opens up with her getting on the scale and breaking down crying, and then she's, like, sad that she's fat, so she immediately goes to a fucking burger joint. Oh, we didn't even touch on the racism while she's outside this burger joint. She, like, oh, yeah. thinks that she forgot her fries, and she leans out the window, and she's just like, learn to speak fucking English, like, and all this shit, and I'm just like, and then you the find fuck? out that she, like, lost her fries in, like, one of her fat folds or whatever, and it's just like... And she found them and starts eating them. Bruh. Like, oh, dude, it's just all... The thing to me... Okay, okay, oh, I just had a moment of clarity. So, whenever Larry David rips on himself... It is 100% him calling out shit he's done in real life, maybe heightening it a tiny bit, but it's like, this is me, I said this shit, I've done this shit. With this show, and I I feel like I can't, I wish I wouldn't have to compare it to Curb, but just the format and uh, the aesthetics and the way it's handheld, and there's there's some, at least, some improv dialogue in there, and, you know, a crossover with actors in the series and all that, blah, 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 but... Whenever she, I don't think that she has ever pulled some fries out of her fat folds and started eating them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was her playing into a fat person stereotype that doesn't even line up with her real experience. Like I'm saying, it's self-deprecation, yeah. Well, it's not even self-deprecation. It's, because it, it's not self-deprecation. If she really did that and she was telling the world that she did that, that would be self-deprecation. But she's, like, playing a character who is maybe that'll be her in like 20 years if she keeps getting fatter and fatter, you know, but, uh, or, you know, not even fatter and fatter, but like less and less self-respecting. But I feel like that was a stretch. That was her hearing a story about somebody doing something like that and then taking it on as her own. Whereas Larry David, like all of his stories to the best of my understanding are at least based in his own personal experiences. And he really is calling himself out on being a douchebag. Yeah, Whereas I don't yeah. think she's calling herself out. I think that she's just kind of uh, adopting a um, 
adopting a trope, adopting a stereotype of fat people. And she's, oh, I'm one of those. I'm a fat person too. And so I can just assume all of these uh, stereotypes for myself. And I don't think that's fair. I just, it's a nuance. I, that may not make even any sense to any listeners, but to me, that's a nuance that's very important. I, 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 I agree with you. I, I think that she's, yeah, she's appropriating. She's basically culturally appropriating actual obese people. Bro, way to yes, that was very well said. That was very well yeah, said. Yeah, okay, cool. I agree. I just I I it's I don't know what else to say besides fuck this show. There's just there's so many things wrong with this show. There's so many things wrong with it. Um if we got into just all of it, not only would I just have the most depressing of a fucking day for the rest of the evening, but um mm. Also, I, I, I'm looking at the clock, and I feel like we're at a good point to at least just uh, yeah, ease, can, into, shift, yeah. ease into some loose segments. Seggies. I like, seggies. I like some seggies. I like we seggies. We like some seggies. Seggies so, and sex. Ooh, sexies. <laughs> Seg, seggies. Uh, what do you want to start with? Let's do... Do you want to do blindfolds first? I feel like this is easy. Yeah. Why don't you go first, though, because I'm not sure we're... I think we're in the very, very similar range, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Four and a half blindfolds. Four and a half. Very good. Very good. Very good. You just don't need to watch it. You Uh, don't need to. You just... You don't need to. to. If you're listening to this and this uh, review has not put you off for whatever fucking reason, uh, maybe you got turned on by the fucking MAGA... Uh, throw out at the beginning of the show, but um, I you don't need to watch it. You just shouldn't watch it. You don't need to be giving Kirstie Alley any money. Honestly, that's no, my personal don't. opinion. Please don't. Just honestly, if if we as a society force her out of the zeitgeist and out of Hollywood, we're much better off as people. So yeah, four and a half blindfolds. What gave you the the half blindfold uh, distinction there? Uh, just because there are a couple parts where I laughed, I won't lie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like I said, I laughed at the at the eating the cigarettes. I laughed at the ass slapping. I yeah. um, uh, there were a couple other moments where I, where I you know chuckled, but it had yeah. every time I chuckled it had nothing to do with Kirstie Alley, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, so that's yes, yes. that's where my half a blindfold comes from but okay four and a half all day yeah um from the get-go within the first two minutes minute and a half of the show the first thing the first note i made was five blindfolds but then i met the assistant Mm. and the stylist and honestly that gave it's hard i know they're not the focus of the show if they had their own spinoff i'd probably be rating it pretty damn well they were funny man he's like oh right meet more black men he writes it he's like i'm gonna take a note about that it's just the most absurd shit and he like almost kind of uh tampered down the harshness of the racism by just kind of calling it out and making it an absurd joke um yeah so yeah so i agree with that I would honestly give this five blindfolds if it were not for those two tertiary characters. So Same. I'm gonna land on four I'm gonna land on four blindfolds. Ballpark buds. I can get down on yep. that. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if 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 we had gotten together after watching this and you were like, yo, 
best TV show I've ever seen. I'd be like, we need to end this podcast yes. now. You would probably just hang up and, and ghost me and never talk I'm like, to me we're again. not. This podcast is done. <laughs> no explanation at all. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. we're done. And I would understand. But, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, Ballpark Buds, four is a good rating. Four and a half is a good rating. You know what's an even better rating? Yeah. Five. I don't, I don't argue with you at all. Five is five is a great rating. Like if someone came to me and was like, "There's nothing redeemable about this show," I'd be like, "Yeah, you're you're not wrong." Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also did think it was a funny bit when the uh, that other network guy was like playing. Oh, the uh, video his, game. His, yeah. That was the, the that was the head guy who was like all shitty that she was fat. That was right. that guy. Did you notice the third guy, the second white guy? Did did you recognize him from anything? Uh, no, I didn't. I I, I I recognize his face, but I can't place it. He plays um, he plays Jimmy on the OC. Um, Misha Barton's dad on the OC. Never watched it. No, I didn't. I saw like one episode. I recognized the guy's wait, face. Wait, Argo. Have you ever seen Argo the movie? The Ben Affleck. Oh no 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 the movie no oh, no no he's in that. Too. I thought you were talking about OC. Uh, no, but he's in, he's in a lot of episodes of the OC. Yeah, he plays okay. Jimmy something or another. I can't think of his last name. Uh, I don't know what else he's been in, but that's what I recognized him from was the OC. Okay, I dig, I dig. Yeah. All right, so who would you recommend this to, Doug? Uh, my first recommendation is to nobody. Mm-hmm, good. Uh, and my second recommendation, if I had to make one, would be to overweight actresses, maybe. See, I think this would insult actual overweight actresses yeah actually you know what i'll take i'll take that back i'll take that back yeah you're right you're right it's it is insulting yeah it definitely is okay all right Um, so nobody (laughs) i would recommend this to kirstie alley there you go yeah i mean this is a fucking like it's just her jerking herself off pretty much it's her finger banging herself yeah with a vibrator yeah for sure or no with not with a vibrator because it's all about her she didn't need any of that shit she's doing with her hands man she's double clicking that mouse yeah, she's flicking the bean. Anyway, so what's our next segment? <clears throat> I don't want to do fuck Mary Kill. Okay, I'll can I do just uh fuck Mary Kill. You know, I will I will do it. I'll do it. Okay. I'm the weird one. I'm the agent of chaos. Um <laughs> always. I would fuck her assist. No, 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 no. I would her marry stylist. I would fuck her stylist. Okay. Yes, I've, she's down to earth. I think we'd have some good bed talk. Maybe even like go on a date or two and like have a great time. But I would marry her assistant because he's fucking hilarious. I love that guy. He's taking all these notes. Like he's just so dry. I love that guy. I would marry him and I would kill Kirstie Alley. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of on board with that. Honestly, I mean, yeah. I would kill Kirstie Alley. I would fuck. Who would I fuck? Man. See, this is the thing. I don't even know who. I just know that I want to kill Kirstie Alley in this, in this, in this scenario. You don't have to do all of them. You were going to cop out or you you were going to pass on it anyway from the get go. You don't got to do all of them. You did one. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I legitimately don't like the show. I don't think it's good. Um, No. No. I can't say that enough. Like I can't stress it enough. I I'm sorry, yeah. Caleb. This one this one really fucking put me over the fucking edge, man. No, same man. It's really got me. I had to take a sig break halfway through. 
Like I said, I fucking did did my dishes <laughs> while it was while this was playing, man. Yeah, it was upsetting that somebody put a lot of money into this, and they dude, and- they optioned it for seven episodes. This there's so each episode is thirty minutes long, so there's three and a half hours of this shit. I don't want to know that. I don't, there's three and a half hours, and you want to know the fuck. fucking sad part is all of these reviews I'm about to read. Want a season two? Fuck me. Okay, you you set it up. I was gonna go with another segment, but you just set it up. We need to hear this. We need to hear this. Tell us about these reviews, which we decided to name even blinder pilots. So obviously, yep. Caleb and I had an opinion on this show, but let's hear from some even blinder pilots. Shockingly, there are pilots out there who are hired, have a career supporting their family, and yet they are more blind. Then we are. Uh, these are going to be five star reviews from Amazon because uh, I legitimately could not find any other good reviews anywhere else. I could, uh, it's not rated. No one has rated it on Metacritic. There are three reviews wow. on Rotten Tomatoes, and they're all negative. Oh, most, wow. most of them, those uh, well, most of them, those three were all written within the last two years. Like what? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. All right, so let's hear some. Let's hear some five star reviews. This one fucking hurt my head. This is from Amazon customer, no name. Uh, April two thousand fourteen. This series was one of the best comedies Showtime had. Shame they didn't continue with it. The way they make it fun for everyone else in Hollywood is hilarious. Or the way they make fun of everyone in Hollywood is hilarious. No, it's not. No, it's really not. Greg Venuto from September 2016. This show was beyond all caps. Hysterical. I don't know why it was canceled either. I laughed my ass off. I want to know who the fuck these people are and what what they dislike. I want to know, if you like this, what do you dislike? There was one more that I read where I was just like, this is some cringy shit. Um, oh, here we go. This one's real bad. I just Well, it really just makes me question the person who wrote this review. More so than anything. This is from Sarah Price Shirai. I don't know how to okay. say that last name. Um, this show is... Hilarious! All caps again. Fuck you. I have no idea why this show was canceled. I have watched this season multiple times on Netflix until it became unavailable, and finally I just had to buy it for myself. I wish there were so many more episodes. Fuck yourself. Fuck you. Fuck yourself, Pris- Sarah. Was it Priscilla? Was it Priscilla? Sarah Price. Oh, where'd I get Priscilla? I have no idea. <laughs> Fuck you, Priscilla. Yeah, I, uh, this show, and a lot of these, a lot of these reviews are like, why did this get canceled? We need a season two. And I'm gonna be real with you, the early, like, the earliest review on Amazon is from 2014. Really? To be fair, I'm only looking at five-star reviews, but... Yeah. And, and the even more shocking part is that it has a high, the highest percentage of stars it has is five-star, five-star reviews. God. It has 38% five-star reviews. That is so upsetting. That is mind-boggling to me. I don't get this. I don't get it I don't either. get this. To be fair, though, it has 27 one-star, 27% one-star reviews. 
Okay, well, I like that. It's polarizing. Yeah. It's polarizing. It is that. But it seems it seems that they obviously hit some sort of market. They did. I don't know. That's see, I wanted to ask you about that, Doug. What is this market? I think it's Hollywood insiders who are personal friends with Kirstie Alley and her family because there's so many inside references like they don't clarify this is the manager this is the network exec it's not super obvious you know like oh everyone has a hairstyler everyone has an assistant it's like it's hard for the everyman it's kind of like they took entourage and curb yes and then fucking had a weird like those two had a weird three way with Kirstie Alley <laughs> and the three of them made this nasty fuck pile and yeah. what came out of this nasty fuck pile of entourage, Kirby Enthusiasm, and Kirstie Alley is fat actress. Yeah. It like combines aspects of like Hollywood industry with the supposedly absurdist kind of way of Kirby Enthusiasm, but with Kirstie Alley. Yeah, I, she's trying to be self-deprecating, but she doesn't want to come off bad, which is the worst fucking combo. Larry David didn't care if he looks like an asshole. No, which is you great. Know, that's the joke. But she's trying to be like, oh, I'm so fat, but I'm successful. I did read like, one review, and I can't find it, but um, uh, one of uh, this one review was like talking about how like, this girl and all of her friends just think it's so funny, like, whenever she looks down at the, at the, at the, at the, at the, uh, scale. And I was just like, that's, that's not super funny. Although, no. I am looking at, I am looking at a one-star review on Amazon from Kathleen Patterson of, uh, April, April of this year, actually. This sums up how I feel. Good. <laughs> Can I get a refund? This show should have been called, quote, Boring Actress Who Telegraphs Her Jokes. Yes, she telegraphs every joke. And she's the only character that does, which is interesting because she's the lead. She's the worst. If this, honestly, you know what? I just had a thought, Doug. If this were not billed and edited and produced as a comedy, there may have been... If they were more nuanced and subtle about, oh, I used to be such, like, almost a sex icon, and now I've put on weight, and I'm trying to figure out where I'm at in life. And then more of a drama, that might have been, I could have maybe gotten into that. But they're just trying to play on, I'm so fat, I'm so, but you're not fucking fat. Like, I like thick chicks. I'm so tat. I'm so fat. I've been in some big shit at one point in time. And, and it, it bothers me that, like, she thinks that she's, like, too good for movies, or Jenny Craig, for that matter. I know. This is all over the fucking place. Oh, man. Just, it's a... It, she's just I, so I said proud. This to you, I said this to you on Facebook message. This show is a fucking dumpster fire. Yep. It yeah. is a dumpster it's, it's a fire, DF. ladies and gentlemen. This show stinks like shit. This is our first initiation into the Hall of DFs. Yeah, honestly, I really, I really think that this, this will be our first dumpster fire show. Like, this is the first show that we've both come across where we're like, this is garbage. Yeah. Hot, flaming, steaming garbage. Had she not had the assistant and the stylist, this would be a fucking, our first six blindfold show. Oh, dude. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. 
honestly, this was worse than Aesthetica of a Rogue Hero. What did we rate that show? You know, I can't remember, but was it? I don't think it was as bad as it. I don't think it was as bad as what I gave. The it. first half of the show, I gave five. The second half, I might have given three. So I think I wound up. I think the I four. ended up giving it like three and a half stars, a three and a half blindfolds. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this. I I legitimately think this is worse than Aesthetica of a Rogue Hero. You're fr- yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I'll say this. I like I like a few of the characters in this show way 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 better than the, I like any oh, character in Aesthetica. Yeah. But as a TV show, as a pilot, I can't disagree with you. No, it's bad. It's and that's the thing. Like so, like when when you make a television show, right? You get optioned to make a pilot. And then you make the pilot, and you either get picked up or you don't. So, essentially, before you get picked up, you've only made one episode. You're selling them on one episode. Yes. They picked up six more. They picked up six more off of this pilot, which is unreal. I Honestly, man, I feel like this is some hubristic inside Hollywood shit, like, nepotism going on. Oh, this is some yeah. nepotism to where she knows people from her past, and she can she has a good enough agent and manager to where they were able to get her this show for some fucking goddamn stupid reason. If she was any other fat actress, and I'm putting that in air quotes, if she was any other fat actress... It's her word. It's her turn. She would not... The, or this show wouldn't have get, gotten picked up. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like they picked it up because it was created by her, it was written by her, and it stars her as her. Like, that's the... Yes. It, her, she, Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley is the only reason that this show got picked up. Honestly, I feel like she has some really good publicists. Dude, has to. Has to. She has to have some great publicists. If you Google, if you Google her, like, the last thing comes... The last thing about her comes up from, like, four years ago. She's she's kind of like a non-entity, you know what I'm saying? She's just... Had she played more so into the actual self-deprecation, not not even bringing up her weight gain. Let's just put that... Let's not even talk about her weight gain. Just the fact that she fell out. She used to be super successful. Now she's fallen out. Now she's in a sad place trying to scramble to get a TV show. That is a show I would watch. Take the fat thing You know thing what I'm saying? Away. To take the fat thing away, that's a show I would watch. Yeah. Because you can relate with her. It's a hard, you know, it's the struggle. The struggle's real. She's trying to, you know. If she was just a struggling actress who used to be big and happened to be fat, and it was not the fucking plot point, like it wasn't the center of the entire show. Yes. I would watch yes. that. I would watch that show. Way less blindfolds for that show. Yes. Yes. Dude, we should get hired for some fucking uh, consulting and punch-up work. Punch-up work, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've we've successfully covered this, once again, dumpster fire of a television show. Um, do you have any rewatches? Uh, yeah. Um, so, I just happened to start watching this show. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's, um, what's the, please, what is please, the name? Please, I just watched please, it. Please, please, What's please, the name? Please, oh, please. The Three Percent. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I, I just imagine you just like sitting around watching this Portuguese show nonstop. Like it's the only thing you watch outside of what we have to do for this podcast. 
it is a Brazilian show in which they speak Brazilian Portuguese. So, but yes, Doug. Wait, did I say Portuguese? Yeah, I was just making funny. I was making fun. There's no reason you would know that difference. It's not filmed in Portugal. It's filmed in Brazil. It's filmed in Brazil, but they do speak Portuguese. Semantics. I was just being a dick. I'm just being a dick. I know. Semantics. I'm cracking myself up. Some I can tell. mantics. Not all mantics, just some mantics. <laughs> just some mantics, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, on the realness... Um, na, 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 na. I know that we had a little discussion about Comedy Bang Bang recently, but did I bring up the, the Comedy Bang Bang podcast last time? I think you, you, you touched on it, yeah. I just touched on the, like where it came from, but that's my recent re-listen was uh, I've been spending a lot of time re-listening to old Comedy Bang Bang episodes, and it's just made me crack my shit up, and I love it. Fair enough. Yep. I, I, I listened to old Doughboy episodes that I've listened to before. Um, I'm currently like working my way through How Did This Get Made. I think How Did This Get Made is going to be the first podcast that I give money on Patre- Patreon to. Oh, excellent. Well, they have a paywall. They only have like a select number of episodes on iTunes or on Spotify and I like I want those other episodes. So I Yeah. I think it'd be worth the $5 a month to get those extra episodes. Um yeah. but I recently have started rewatching How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Great show. I mean, it has its, it's a it great has show. its like awkward moments because we were talking about a laugh track on the last episode. I don't know if we talked about it on the episode, but we definitely talked about we a did. laugh track yesterday. We did no. last multi cam laugh track shows. Yeah, it, the the more the more I notice the laugh track is just awkward. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's a good show. It's a little like 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 a fat actress because it, it aired in 2004. It's a little dated in the way that it they is. approach some subjects. Yeah, it is. It is. I'll say this, um, and this kind of ties into the last time we were talking about my past, my like literal saturated childhood with community theater and all that. But um, watching those shows as stage plays, watching multicam with laugh track, you know, live studio audience as a stage play is to me a lot better than watching a dramatic, cinematic, single-cam show that's obviously supposed to be a lot more subtle. Yeah. You know, I, I can suspend my disbelief and say, hey, I'm sitting here watching a stage play. They have to project more. They have to uh, they have to have bigger facial expressions, and they have to, you know, they have to be stage actors. And, and from that perspective, I can really appreciate it. But I definitely have to put that filter on, for me personally. And that's just me talking as a fucking theater kid. No, I, I totally get that i mean it makes yeah it makes sense i mean you're you're basically when you have a laugh track when you have to act to a laugh track you you know you, you have to know where to stop and you have to pause yeah you have to you have to have a rhythm which is res- i respect that you know what i'm saying i don't think i would be able to just like stop and be like uh are you guys are you guys laughing are you guys laughing yet um i haven't been watching much tv i, I just been watching movies lately yeah um like, so we recorded last week with the Will and Grace. That'll be coming out tomorrow, I guess. Um, which will sound weird when you hear this episode. Um, we need to stop talking to about stop, the chrono- yeah, chronological, chronological order. Yeah, okay, so we... Um, We're we just confusing about people the, and insulting them. Yeah, we, we talked about it on uh, the Will and Grace episode where I was I had watched a few Kubrick films. I finished up my little... Kubrick marathon 
Oh, very nice. Give us an update. That's a great one. Give us a. That's a good little kind oh, of. Oh, good. I mean, last time we last time we talked about it, I. Uh, so since then, I watched uh, Doctor Strangelove, which was incredible. Yes. Um, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, and, baby. And uh, Clockwork Orange and um, The Shining and Eyes Wide Shut. Clockwork Orange. You know what? I I really like. Okay, my uh, my ratings for Kubrick for Kubrick is uh, probably a lot different than a lot of people. Oh, let's hear it. That's good. Uh, all right. So number one, Full Metal Jacket. Number two, okay. Barry Lyndon. Uh, number okay. actually, I have these. I have these typed out. One second. Let me pull this up real quick. Make noise so there's no dead air. No, I'm going to cut this out because this is worse than dead air. (laughs) Unless we can turn it into a song. No, you start the wah wah wahs, and I'm going to come in with some sick ass beats and freestyles. Here we go. Go, Doug. No, 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 no. Loop it. Loop it. I'm not letting you get away with it. Go. To be fair, though, I have my list right here. <laughs> so, well, we've... we already started. No, 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 no. We already started this. Come on. <laughs> Doug K in the closet. Me over here. I'm just trying to pause it. I don't want to hear what he's got to say. In all fact, this show is all about me all day, every day. Listen to what I got to say because it's very important to me and my mom. Hell yeah, acapella freestyles. What? 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 Rap, rap air horns. Um. Okay, so my uh, order goes as this. Full Metal Jacket at number one. Number two, Barry Lyndon. Check. Three, Clockwork Orange. Check. Uh, three is uh, Clockwork Orange? Yeah. Oh. That's what I'm saying. My list is a little bit different than a lot of people's. Uh, four, 2001, six, mm. Lolita, mm. seven, Dr. Strangelove, mm-hmm. um, oh wait, no, 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 sorry, I, I skipped, four, four, four is 2001, five is Lolita, uh, six is Dr. Strangelove, <gasps> seven is The Shining, eight is Eyes Wide Shut. Wow, okay, I like eight as I wa- Eyes Wide Shut, but, uh. I'm gonna to be have fair, to. I I watched the shiny, so I did a shining eyes wide shut double feature back to back. Okay. Um, and I, and I watched the shining first, and when I was watching the shining, because I've seen the shining and eyes wide shut the most out of all his films. When I was watching the shining, I was like, this movie kind of sucks. Honestly, I don't I don't think the shining is told very well. Um, yeah. It's it's it's. Have you seen the original? Paced. There's only one. Isn't that Here's Johnny? Yeah, there's only one. I mean, it's a book. Yeah, I think that they did an old-ass version. I may be totally wrong. I think you are, man. Dude, the book came out in 77 and the movie came out in 80. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of the book. You might be right. I know it's a retelling, but I could have fucking sworn to God that there was an old version. 80 horror film. Oh, yeah. Oh, his novel came out in 77. That's what it was. Just what I... 
just you're totally right. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. I know. Don't question me. Um, I uh, so what I read actually on that is uh, Kubrick did not use the book at all. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Like he wrote the screenplay, the screenplay without the book, and uh, I read that uh, Kubrick first off hated the movie. Um, or no, sorry, 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 sorry. Stephen King hated the movie. Um, he he was talking about how like the 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 initial or like the way it was written. Uh, it's supposed to be about the like the the descent into being crazy into mania. Right. But the thing with casting Jack Nicholson, like there's five years in between that and Cuckoo's Nest, but like Cuckoo, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was like his last really really big role. Yes. So like Stephen King was love, with that. Oh, I love One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I'll get into that too. Um, so Stephen King's problem with with Jack Nicholson was like his last big role was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So like he, like the audience already saw him as crazy, instead of like a completely like normal kind of sane dude who just developed into being crazy. Like the audience like kind of already saw him as crazy. And when you like read that and then you watch it, you're kind of like you can kind of see his like crazy face from the get go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, his over-eagerness to want to go to this, like, hotel, whereas in the book, he's super hesitant. You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't really want to do it because he's, like, worried about his wife and kids and everything like that. But in the movie, he's just like, fuck it, we're going. You know, And I feel like that makes sense because, like, in the book, like, that, like, intro scene, you know what I'm saying, where he's in that office talking to that guy, like, the book, like, that's, like, 30 pages, you know what I'm saying? And they wrap that up in, like, two and a half minutes. But when I was watching The Shining, I was like, this movie kind of sucks. I think it's my number eight. and Because it's just slow. It's two hours long. Nothing really interesting happens until like the 90 minute mark uh is the shining the one where the elevator opens and it's blood everywhere yeah okay what the fuck am i thinking of then i'm, I'm so pissed off no idea uh well i mean it's not worth it i'm i'll find it later <laughs> this is a bad look for old caleb but uh so i went in from the shining to eyes wide shut and then i was like i legitimately fell asleep while i was watching eyes wide shut Really? How the uh, fuck yeah, do you do I that? Because it's pretty dull, honestly. Like, you have, like, the intro part where it's just kind of... You have fucking Tom Cruise being super melodramatic about the fact that his wife told him that she was just mentally attracted to the idea of sleeping with another man. She didn't do it or anything. And then it, that sends him into a spiral where he's just like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to fuck somebody, even though... My wife didn't. And then he goes to that party, and that's interesting. And then things yeah. completely drop off again. And then, like, the last 30 minutes when he meets back up with Sidney Pollock at the end, and Sidney Pollock is like, you know, I was there. I'm at, I was at the party. I'm in this group. Like, what was it, What if I was to tell you that this was all, like, fabricated and all this shit? And that that part's interesting. So you have, like, that, that like, part at that, like, 20 minutes from, like, from, like, uh an hour to an hour 20 when he's at that party and then you have like the last 30 minutes of the movie and it's just kind of so you have like an hour of 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 dullness 
mixed with 20 minutes of interesting, mixed with another 40 minutes of dullness, mixed with another 30 minutes of, of interesting. And it's just like, bruh. Um, but I have also, I've also been watching other movies now that I'm done with Kubrick. Like I've recently watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for the first time. So I good. Deliverance for the first time. Ooh. I watched Gran Torino for the first time. Oh. Um, I think that's it in terms of that. I rewatched Ocean's Eleven recently. Which, oh, that's a good one. It's very uh, mainstream Hollywood, but it's so good. It's got a great cast. I mean, honestly, you can't do wrong with Clooney, Damon, and DiCaprio all in the same... Fo- or no, 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 sorry, 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 not DiCaprio, Pitt. Um, all in the same... All in the same fucking movie, you know what I'm saying? Then you add in Scott Kahn and fucking... Um, What's his name? Uh, the guy who's in the guy who uh, the guy who the black guy who's in House of Lies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, am I thinking of the right show? Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, of House of Lies. Yeah, yeah, House of Lies. I oh uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle. You got him, and then you've got you just got so many other people. You got the guy who played fucking Ross and Rachel's dad from Friends, and then in like Ocean's Thirteen, you get Al Pacino, and. She, Dude, I, that 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 franchise of movies fucking kills. I don't, I don't, I can't speak, I can't speak about Ocean's Eight. I haven't seen it yet. I hope it's awesome. Um, but yeah, so like, I I just been watching movies lately, man. I, I, TV is almost boring to me at this point, huh. which is good because it keeps me fresh for whenever I have to do this podcast. That's good. You look like you're getting bored. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just trying to get some shit organized over here for our last segments. Hey, everybody. Caleb's bored. Doug. Caleb's bored of our own podcast. We're actually shockingly far into this podcast by our standards. By our standards. Yeah. Yeah, because I got so fucking worked up. Okay. So, um, and um, um, and um, um. So I know I, I I brought up this segment as a total joke, and this is kind of a little bit of a, me getting off of my little post-Christian Air of Grievances tangent, but I'm going to keep it quick. I'm going to keep it quick. So on Air of Grievances, um, I had an interview with my very close friend, Stephen Bradford Long. He is a uh, satanic, mem- satanic temple member a uh, Christian non-theist who is an out gay man and still very much adheres to the mythology and cultural implications of Christianity. He's all over the place. Yeah, pl- we actually talked about yeah, him off we, podcast. Yes, yeah. we talked about him before. And um, recently we did a crossover episode. His This is a little plug here. His <clears throat> podcast is called Sacred Tension, and so we did an episode that we're releasing on both of our podcasts simultaneously, and he gave me a tarot... Swapcast is what that's called. What? It's called a Swapcast. Oh, is that a word? Yeah. I like it. Swapcast. Yeah, it's called a Swapcast. Oh, I'm going to use that. But he bought me uh, his favorite tarot deck. He says tarot. His favorite tarot deck... And we did a reading together. I don't think it's pronounced that way. He's, everyone else is tarot, but he's just tarot, and he seems to know he's talking. I don't know. All right. But anyway. Fair enough, but I don't think it's pronounced that I way. It's all, dude, that shit's not real. It's all fucking subjective. But anyway. It's real. Um, so we did a reading together, and 
it was not about magic. It was not about predicting the future. It was not about finding some higher power or higher guidance. It was about... It was a therapy session. He would say, okay, here's a card. What does it mean to you? Okay, oh, why did it bring that up in you? What does that mean? Uh, can you unpack that a little? Why are you stressed out about this? Why are you stressed out about that? It wasn't about like, oh, this is what the card says, so take it or leave it. It was about how does this make you feel? How does this make you react to these things? And to me, it was just a tool to explore like a card there's cards about money i got stressed around money we talked about that there was cards about uh trying to find what your life drive is and that made me have a conversation yeah, I've, I've had my cards read before yeah i loved it it was great it was great do you have any new beliefs mm, nope i still hate people mm-hmm. I still hate the world mm-hmm. you love reptilians uh I love reptilians. I hate most religions. Uh, yep. Okay. Oh, I know my new worldview. Let me know. Fuck Kirstie Alley and get her off the face of this planet. Get her out. My new worldview is a better world without Kirstie Alley. And I really hope this makes it back to her. I really hope it does. I don't give a shit that you're fat. I don't give a shit that you're in Cheers. You're a horrible actress and probably an even worse person. It's sad. Dude, it's sad. It's sad to me. I don't care. It's not sad. It is. You'll figure it out. I... uh, (laughs) I'm going to hold my tongue. We'll talk about this off air. Thanks for listening to Blind Pilots. My name is Doug K. And I'm Caleb Rowe. Fuck off, everybody. Fuck... Fuck you. You can find Blind Pilots on Instagram at Blind Pilots Podcast. Also, our artwork is by Cameron Del Rosario. You can find him on Instagram at Cam Del Rosario. And our music is by Dirt Doctrine. Goodbye. A post-Christian production. Collaborating with We Busy But Creative Podcasts.